Yo. Yo, Connor. Boom. Boom. Hey. What's up? Uh, I've... I've, uh, started putting books around the house so that if the urge ever hits, I can just pick up a book, start reading. Recommend that's, doing that's it. That's pretty good. What, what are some locations you, you got? Uh, I got by my bed, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then pretty much every comfy chair in the house. What, what about in the shower? Do you have like, um, that, like a, no, a but like I, waterproof book? No, I don't have a book in the shower, but I do have a poop journal. Ah, okay. okay. So I have a journal by the toilet, and I will write in it while I'm pooping. Okay, okay, okay. Sometimes I document the bowel track, but sometimes it's just thoughts. It's just thoughts. You know, that's that's where a lot of thoughts happen right there, in the bathroom. It is. It is. Agreed. Well, we're back. I hope to provoke some thought today. With with another episode of Opinion Central. You really like you really like doing the the theme song, don't you? Wow! Take that as a yes. So today we have we have a, a guest joining us, uh, my brother Jay. What's up, everybody? And we're gonna we're gonna be talking about some some pretty disappointing movies. But but before we get on to that, we got to the Reddit question. It's asked by user Dancer9D9. And they ask, what under $10 item is a total game changer? Toothpaste. <laughs> what? Read the question again, please. What under $10 item is a total game changer? Toothpaste is a pretty good answer. <laughs> um, I would say, dang, under ten bucks. Yeah, it's got to. I don't know, man. Bucks. Mine is the uh, the uh, hot item uh, right now, a good old bottle of Purell. Some good old, mm. some good old hand sanitizer. Game Purell. Oh my gosh. Game. You're just saying that because it's quarantine central. Because it's game times, Connor. It's a game changer. You know, if you have that bottle of Purell, you're gonna survive an extra couple days. You know, if you have toothpaste, you're not gonna get heart disease. Really? Yeah. There's links between dental hygiene and the functionality of your heart. Well, <laughs> well, then. my hygienist, my hygienist tells me this. She has this big, long story, and she tells me it every single time I go in, like I hadn't already heard it before. And yeah, the, the floss and brush your teeth, because if not, you're going to your heart's going to go doo doo. Now, I'm, I'm assuming that's a pretty low percentage 
of a chance of people start going doo doo if they don't brush their teeth. Now, yes, <laughs> brush your teeth, but if you don't brush your teeth, that doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna have a heart attack and die. And well, if you don't brush your teeth, you're gonna Gotta, have a lot more health complications. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't that's think true. you are realizing how much a dental but care Connor, does to your get your bottle of well being. Get your bottle of Purell, squirt some in the mouth, swish it around, spit it out, teeth are clean. So you're going to eat Purell? No, I'm not eating it. I'm, you swish it around. Okay, here's the thing about Purell. If you keep using it, the only bacteria that's going to stay on your hands is the one that's immune to it. And then pretty much your hand is just going to be full of this immune bacteria to Purell. And that's going to well, be yeah, rough. Well, yeah, don't always use Purell, but, you know. So if, you use, if, if that's like a daily routine for you, it's just going to be bad. Yeah. Okay, then maybe don't, uh, yeah, don't put it in your mouth. Don't, yeah, don't, it don't taste bad, too. <laughs> Probably not good for you. <laughs> Get some cinnamon toothpaste. I, cinnamon toothpaste <laughs> is fantastic. I, I will say that. Anyway. So today, like I said, we're going to be talking about some movies that were, were pretty big disappointments in, in all of our opinions. They're not all of our, some of our opinions. Uh, let's just, let's just get right into it. Jay, do you want to, do you want to pick the first movie? Um, yeah. Okay. I uh, will go first. And as a little bit of background about how this kind of came up, well, we were talking about book series and book series compared to movie series and and Harry Potter was obviously a big a big proponent of that and so immediately stemming from the whole Harry Potter books to movies I immediately thought of the Percy Jackson uh book series and movie movies, movies. I think there's, there were two. two of them yeah yep um and so that was probably my number one that was my like number one of on my list of biggest letdown for movies um, yeah, you have the Percy Jackson like book series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was like absolutely incredible, um, and definitely gave that vibe that like if done really well, it could compete with like the Harry Potter on levels of like book to movies and things like that, and just like absolutely just crap the bed. Just uh, yeah, slap them with that about. Greek mythology. Now. I, I, ooh, okay, so Percy Jackson, I, I understand, the book's pretty good, but the thing that just steered me away from it at the very beginning, and that's the second line of the book, and I'm going to read it to you. If you're reading this because you think you might be one, my advice is close this book right now. And I just hated that line so much because, oh gosh, and then, oh gosh, I hate it whenever books go and do that directed vet address because it's like you're assuming my thoughts and i don't i don't i don't mess with that i don't mess with that this whole first paragraph is all about you it's all written in the second person but hey i'm sure the best of the book is great like he literally said close the book if you so i did i closed the book uh, well that's i feel like that i mean you missed out on a very good book series because you got like thrown off by like the first paragraph which, I mean, I guess, like... <laughs> Connor got... It's, like, the, in defense he, of, like, yourself, like, you do make a pretty valid point. Like, that's also a very, like, pretty hot take to put, like, in the start of your first book series like that you wrote. Um, 
Yeah, but I'm sure I was not the only one. Probably yeah. not. Probably I'm not. sure. I'm sure you weren't. But um, me, my friends, and I were debating this recently of this book series and how it rivals Harry Potter and whatnot. It we really think that like the whole character arc of Luke in Percy Jack is just like arguably better than any like character arc of like Harry Potter. So what, yeah. what what does he go through? Spoilers. I mean, just like starts out as like a bad person. Like, I guess like you would compare him to the Harry Potter form of like Draco Malfoy, probably. Okay. Like bad. Like starts, but like he actually starts good. By the end of the first book, he like you find out his true intentions, and then just like his whole background of like his leading. It's essentially like in Harry Potter. If Draco Malfoy though was like had the importance of Voldemort, I guess. Well, Draco Malfoy he's a pretty prominent character. Pretty pretty prominent character, but yeah, it's I, just... he is he 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 disarmed Dumbledore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but Dumbledore became, let him. <laughs> but still, he became the master of the Elder Wand. <laughs> That's some pretty important stuff. You can't. Yeah. Nobody can flog yeah. that around. Valid, valid point. <laughs> um, but Percy Jackson. What? So we're talking here. Obviously, you you have a lot of respect for this series. You enjoy the series. Now, what is the issue then with the movies? Uh, I think first thing for the movies, I I wasn't crazy about really any of the actors. Now, so casting, casting, casting was, was pretty poor. Now, some of them did good for what they had, but I, I, I really didn't think that the cast was too great for that film. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I think I don't necessarily don't think the actors are good. I just don't think they cast like casted it well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, like, just like some of the main things of like. You knew going into these books, they're, like, so rooted in, like, Greek mythology and monsters and things like that. Like, you have some cool stuff in them. Yeah, and the whole whole CGI is just really, really bad. The CGI was bad. and uh, Like, the end, the the last battle in the second one. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't didn't see the second movie, because, like, I saw the first one, I was like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just, it's just, like, a very big disappointment. Like, the movies had, like, Greek mythology, which I think captures its own crowd in itself, like having the really cool sense of like Greek mythology in it. Mm-hmm. And but with that to play out really well, like you need to take the time and have like the but the funding to do like good CGI, and they just didn't. I also, and, th- I also thought the pacing in the movies weren't the greatest. Um, yeah, I could there agree. Was, there was a lot of just hopping around and you know one thing to the next, and it wasn't there wasn't too much explaining on what was actually going on. Mm-hmm. Now. Just to bring back the reins a little bit, you, you talked about CGI, and specifically, I, I I just looked it up. It looked like the release date was, what, 2010? And yes. you could say, you know, that's 10 years ago. You could say, well, we have better CGI now, so we're just used to good CGI. However, Lord of the Rings, what, that was in, that was pre-2000, if uh, I remember. Yes, 19... Or the fr- it was 2001, 2002, and 2003. Okay, so it was right at the turn of the century. So that's ten years before Percy Jackson, and the CGI in that film is great. Well, is even fantastic. even if you look at even if you look at a movie released one year before that that like set the gold standard, like Avatar. Yeah, 
Avatar. Like what oh, they did yeah. in the movie Avatar was unreal. Mm-hmm. And then the next the next year you so, just had this come out. They definitely just, I remember had seeing it the capability to make it good in terms of like yeah, CGI and, they, and the effects. Yeah, and I just um I remember leaving the movie theater just like, man, that was just not good. How how did they hold true and, to the story? It's yeah, that's another they hit the movie hit all of the main events in the books, like the main events that happened, but like it just was not super awesome. The crazy thing about it, looking at like some of the stuff, looking at it right now, it had a budget of almost two hundred million dollars. What? Whoa. Okay, I did not know that. That one hundred and eighty-five okay. million for their budget. Their box office, they did four hundred twenty million, and I, and that was I think a lot because, um, uh. A lot of it because so many people loved, um, like the books, the book series. What was what was that number again? One hundred eighty-five million for budget. One hundred eighty-five million. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, for Lord of the Rings, it was ninety-three million. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's just the first one. Um, but yeah, I, I can definitely agree. Those movies were big disappointment, or the first, uh, the yep. first one that I watched at least. Yep. Um. Now, the next one I do want to talk about, uh, speaking of Lord of the Rings, uh, that would be Hobbit number two and Hobbit number three. Mm -hmm. I think it's The Desolation of Smog and Battle of the Five Armies. Right. Um, Yes. This this is a case where the the translation from book to movie was Mm -hmm. very oversaturated because uh, just just for some context here. Uh, the book is about 300 pages, just over 300 pages. I have it here with me. And they decided to make three movies uh, on a 300-page book. While in the case of Lord of the Rings, each book was approximately 400 to 500 pages. And so they obviously made three movies. Instead of, if, if they were going by Hobbit logic, they would have made nine, which, which just doesn't make sense. So... They just added so much stuff that nobody cared about into these movies that it like it I lost interest almost immediately by the time we got to the second one. They added characters that weren't in it, like Legolas wasn't in in the books, obviously. They threw him in there. Um, the the whole Battle of the Five Armies uh, didn't really happen in the book at all. I don't know if either of you read the book. But pretty much, what, uh, yes. Pretty much, what what happens is Bill gets hit by a rock, and then he wakes up, and the battle's over. And I think that's kind of. I mean, obviously, I, I guess that's like some money making. Where oh, you're gonna have this big battle on the screen, you can watch it. But I didn't enjoy that battle at all between the five armies. I can't even remember what the five armies were. Um, like I would have been perfectly okay if they had Bill get knocked out, and then he wakes up, and everything's kind of like done, and he has to find all these people. You know. Thorn spoilers like Thorn died and and so on, but yeah, I think, and, and then also the addition of the White Orc was I I did not like him I did not like it. his story arc was bad I didn't really think his CGI was the best I I just didn't like two and three the first one was good because the first one kind of had what the Fellowship of the Ring had and that was this whole idea of like exploration and adventure which was fun and and the first movie did have some fun parts like the whole. Uh, 
time in the in the with, with the goblins and the goblin caves that was a lot of fun to watch obviously the riddles in the dark which is one of the best parts in the book which is when uh, bilbo and Gollum have their little exchange that was fantastic uh so the first movie i thought was pretty solid but but after that second and third one just just didn't do it the the first movie i think it was good however and this was a problem throughout the entire series which is what you talked about with um, just adding things in, and I think that directly impa- impacted the pacing. So yes. the first movie, I feel like it can get a little boring sometimes. Like whenever they're all sitting at that council, and it's all the all the, like the high wizards and the elves and stuff. It's like you're adding you, in this. Are you talking huh? Fellowship of the Ring here, Connor? No, 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 I'm not. This is in the first Hobbit. The they're, council. They have like they have a they have a council, and it's and it's like Saruman. It's uh, Gandalf the Grey. It's oh, uh, and like Elrond, dude. and they're all like chatting at Rivendell. Yeah, and they're just. Chatting. I honestly it's forgot like, that happened. Oh my, yeah, because it's because it's not important. They, it's not they, important. Yeah, to I the totally plot. forgot. They do have like the build up to like Sauron popping up, and right. like that's obviously not in the books. Right, um, and I I get it. Like it's passing. It's it's really it's really small in the in the book series but the, like this is just a clear example of them trying to make as much money as possible and like trying to link it back to lord of rings i mean the biggest fact of that was them throwing legless into the film there, there um, were yeah, some I close think, parts i it, think i think with ahead, i think with those movies i don't think they're bad i actually think they're like really really entertaining um i think you can definitely tell the battle between like the battle between like directors or writers of being like we need to we need to increase like a fan base for this and bring in the parts of Lord of the Rings that like people love so much mm-hmm. versus like being really authentic to the book. Because like yeah, after like there are just like immense differences from the book into the movie. Like Yeah. Isn't something I mean it it's been a minute since I read the book, but the whole like scene where they're like fighting orcs falling like going down the river in those barrels that they don't happen. fight orcs at all right they just like go down the river in barrels correct yeah that scene was entertaining though well right. I, and I, what I, i'm I, saying was that kind of helps it but at the same time it's like yeah you're a little bit off the book here that that scene specifically the first time watching it i really liked it i, I like the part whenever he's in the barrel and he goes and he and he's still in the barrel like he, and he goes and like keeps on running into orcs and Mm-hmm. Oh, you're talking, talking about, about Bumber. Yeah, he was hopping yeah, around. He, he goes hopping around. The first time I saw that, I was like, great. Second time I saw it, I was like, this is going on for a little bit too long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they, they it did. Was, it was they, cool, but it was like uh, only the first time. Is they also, I'm going to be honest, they, they ruined the murky woods in the, in the film. Um, because in the books, the way, the way like, they they meet the elves and everything in the woods is so much cooler because like they're walking around they just see like these circle like little circles of the elves chilling and then they just like disappear and pop up somewhere else and it's really awesome and then another right. thing that was really entertaining in the book that I would have liked to see in the movie uh, speaking on Bumber he's the he's the fat dwarf at one point he falls into a river and like falls asleep because you weren't supposed to go in this river and so right. like four or like five of the dwarves have to carry him through the forest because he's so huge. For mm-hmm. like the portion of that that entire journey, which I thought was pretty entertaining. Yeah, the, there were some cool parts about it, like the cast list, for example. I really like Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman also, was awesome. I think he was a good Bobo. Yeah, he was great. And then I also like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. You know, As they smog. got the 
Yeah, they got, well, they they got, got Sherlock, Sherlock and John Watson back yeah, at it. Sherlock yeah, Sherlock and John Watson. But, you know, Ken, Benedict Cumberbatch, whenever I heard that he was going to be in the film, I was like, yes, like, I, I want to see this guy. And I thought he did fantastic. He was a really cool smog, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, smog's did, role I only really appreciated in the second movie. I didn't. Yeah. Did you it know? Was, um, having him in the third was almost. He, they didn't, he just died in the very beginning. It was frustrating. It, it did, was just overwhelming. There was too much stuff going on. Did you know that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch did all the dragon motions when they were filming? Like he was wearing a suit and he would like crawl around on the floor while saying his lines. You can look it up on YouTube. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I've um, seen that. It, it's pretty cool. As far as um, like method acting goes, like yeah, really it, getting into character, I, I have a lot of respect it, for it really Cucumber. Cool. Cu- Cucumber Batch. He's pretty cool. Um <laughs> And also the whole like love interest between I think it was Killy and uh, Tario. Yeah, didn't like that mm-hmm. at all. I, oh yeah, that was that was so unnecessary. If we, I don't even need. We don't even need to get into forced love stories in movies. Yeah, I mean that it's, is it's bad. It was bad. But yeah, I just think Hobbit two and three weren't the best. Yeah, they they definitely didn't live up to the hype. Big big disappointment. All right. Um, well, okay. It's, it's time. So the next one. <laughs> yeah. The next one I'll I'll bring up and. This one is probably the most contentious versus like what I mean, definitely going to get some heat for it from the thousands of viewers that listen to this podcast. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of my most disappointing movies that I have seen is Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I saw Pulp this on the list Fiction. and I was, <laughs> I, was I, like, I don't get this. The, the, the amount um, of times I've heard that Pulp Fiction is like the best movie ever. That it's and that's that. Okay. So to, to put a little backstory to it, I don't think it's a terrible movie, but just compared to like it is on the list of probably like top ten best movies of all time. Um, I know our brother Ben, who's obviously been on this podcast, it's like his favorite movie of all time, and I remember he made me come downstairs uh, back when we were in high school to watch it, and I watched the whole thing, and I felt like the movie just did not move anywhere, and there was just like not a lot of development like the movie just didn't develop at all for me now i'm curious as to what do you mean by development i just felt like i just felt like i watched the whole movie and was just like so like what even happened like what was the whole point of that movie i mean and it's not even like a it's not even like i'm against like tarantino and his style of like directing because i like some of his stuff a lot but this one i was just like whoa I was very, very, I don't know. I just, so I just felt like the, like, what, every, every time I think about the movie, I just think about like, what was the point of it? Like, I just don't understand anything. And that, that's something that I've heard. Uh, I've, I mean, there's a couple of movies that like that where you watch it and you go, okay, what was the whole point of the movie? And, you know, I some, mean, some movies like, are like that, but like, that doesn't mean they're not great movies. <sighs> Yeah, I th- the thing the thing about this movie, I I there are some scenes in it that I think are absolutely like, you know, these are stellar scenes. I, the first one that comes to mind is, um, the foot the foot massage theme or, uh, the foot massage scene whenever uh, Samuel Jackson and John Travolta they're talking about like giving foot massages. Um, just like the back and forth between that feels so it feels so personal between the two characters and it's talking about something that's so like mundane in a way but also 
very realistic because I, I could see people having conversations like that. And that that's that that's the kind of thing that kind of draws me towards this movie because mm-hmm. there's a lot of radical things. There's a lot of like gangster things. There's a lot of, uh, you know, high yeah, stakes life or death kind you of know, situations. But this is an example of it's like, OK, well, we're just, you know, regular people, too. It's just sometimes we go into rooms and shoot people like, you know, whatever. Yeah, another because because you did talk about this and this one popped into my mind because I think this is a movie I'm going to be watching at home sometime soon. But Breakfast Club, it doesn't necessarily have a plot, but it's still yeah. But Breakfast Club, you understand the whole like people are in like Saturday school together and it's about like their relationships and like learning about each other from like they're all like coming from different aspects of like high school and it's like okay you have your jock you have like that and it's about like them learning things about each other but i I think breakfast club has a much more like defined plot and character arc building than pulp fiction does now the thing about pulp fiction though is just like the chronological side so i'm wondering does that have is that playing a part in this in your interpretation like kind of how it just like jumps around right yeah i mean a little bit but like i've said before like Tarantino films typically do similar things like that, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and how that's that kind of is like jumping around between three characters' arcs and storylines. And I I really enjoyed that, and it kind of has like the pulp fiction type ending. That I don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't seen that. If you haven't, go they recommend it, but, that movie though. But it I has like that. that one, yeah. Oh, okay. Once Upon a so Time in Hollywood, recommend- very good. But I think, and I think Paul could kind of agree that kind of has the same kind of style of Pulp Fiction, and like the yeah. ending is kind of like the Pulp Fiction ending, and and it just, I just, I don't know. I I think it. I haven't rewatched Pulp Fiction since that first time I watched it, and just really didn't enjoy it. Oh, you've only uh, seen it one time. Now there's some crazy stuff that happens though. The whole like yeah. the snorting heroin thing. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the scene like him and Uma Thurman, like uh, yeah, I don't know. I just. Like the like samurai said, sword scene? That's yeah. insane. Oh, Maybe my. I should I should give it you a rewatch. Should re-watch it. You I know, but to Connor's statement, like you've never you haven't seen it more than once. How many movies have you watched been like, man, that's really bad. I'm gonna go watch it again. <laughs> so that's a good point. I guess that's, that's, good point. that's true. That's true. Yeah. If you don't like something, don't, don't don't spend a lot of yeah. time looking at it. <laughs> um Okay, so that's that was that was mainly it on that. I, I'll, I'll give it a rewatch um, so I can come back and hopefully enjoy it more the second time. But um, another movie on the list that I know at least Paul can talk to mm-hmm. um, that I had down. I, and think I, know I don't know going. if Connor has seen him, but the Quantum of Solace. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. James Bond film. So the second one in the Daniel Craig saga. It's definitely the weakest out of all the Daniel Craig movies. I've seen Starfall, I think. Sky, Skyfall. Skyfall. Kind of Skyfall. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That one, That one, I think, is probably the second best. Absolutely I think love the best Skyfall. is Casino Royale. Right, and that's why this movie's on my list. You went mm-hmm. from what a lot of people would say is the best Daniel Craig Bond movie people of Skyfall. People are saying it's the best or, Bond uh, film in general with Casino yeah, Royale. Yeah, Casino Royale being amazing. And so you're all you're all, you're super super excited, and then to go into Quantum of Solace. I mean, I'm not going to say it's a horrible movie, but it's just it's like boring. you went from such a peak, you went from such a peak to the worst of his saga. And yeah. so I think I think it's getting judged from that. I mean, and that's and that happens. I think with movies when you think about, I think a good one to bring up a lot of the time is 
as mentioned before, the Harry Potter movies, like some people who, who are super, super passionate about the books will be like, oh, the movies just aren't that good. And like, I think they are very good movies, but it's just like the books are that good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this, and this kind of falls into the same thing of like, it's not a terrible movie, but the first one was so good. So you had such high hopes for it. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just did not fulfill that. And yeah. Which is which is like which is really weird, just because like all Bond movies follow the same thing, like the same, it's the same bad guy idea, falls yeah. in love for a girl that like probably gets him in trouble somehow, and then like at the end of the day saves the day. Like it's it's like, a pretty easy like script if, for if every single one. This movie was well done. <laughs> the, I mean, the Daniel Craig saga is already my favorite one out of all the Bond films. I I, I, I agreed. I, I really been enjoying Daniel Craig, and I hope his last one. Uh, sends us home but if this one was if, if quantum souls was at least on par i i think the second worst one would probably be specter so if it was at least as good as specter this would be a fantastic saga yeah. um but yeah I, I definitely see what you're doing saying where yeah because it had a follow probably one of the best probably the best bond film of all time that really hurts it and because mm-hmm. yeah it, it just wasn't that great of a movie the plot was boring like it, it just wasn't as entertaining as every other film I've watched in the Bond now, series. I mean, you guys are talking about James Bond. I'm just uh, I'm just waiting for Killian Murphy to uh, be the next James Bond. I am yeah, too, dude. Please, I am too. Please. We all are. We all we all want him. I I heard. I mean, so so rumor. I, I've heard so the Connor, rumor. Have you? Hmm? Really quick, Connor. Have you watched Peaky Blinders? Yeah. Yeah. So, We'll, yeah, we'll okay, have a peak. I think we'll have a Peaky Blinders episode at one point. So I think I I I think I'm uh, I don't think I finished the last season, but I'm rewatching it with my dad. Yeah, maybe awesome. we'll, oh, we'll, we'll we'll definitely have a fun. We'll talk about that at some point. Um, but rumor has it that Chris Chris Nolan Christopher Nolan is going to be directing the next Bond film, and he has a little pool of actors and. Killian Murphy happens to be in that pool of actors because you've seen like Killian yep. Murphy has been in Inception Batman. and the Batmans and Dunkirk, and and I think he he's been in a lot of Christopher Nolan movies. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the cases amazing. that that he's brought in because I think he'd be a fantastic Bond. Yeah, yeah, and um, also he's a badass gangster. He's so. a badass gangster. If you've seen <laughs> Peaky Blinders, you know. Yeah, you know. Um. um Okay, so I'm going to throw out another movie. I put this on my list, and I had actually not even seen the movie. Well, let's hope I've seen it. Simply, be- simply, because, simply because of the amount of people, like no one who I've talked to ever liked it. And Connor, I'm going to assume you have seen it because you're such a big fan. And the movie is the live-action Av- oh. the La- Avatar The Last Airbender movie. Yep, I've seen this. I have seen this movie. Um, so I know for a fact it got horrible reviews. I'm looking at it right now. It has a 5% Shyamalan. on Rotten Tomatoes. Shyamalan 5%. ruined, Shyamalan ruined the- it. Yeah, and it, and it is. That's the other thing. It's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. So, like, pretty pretty prestigious actor. It got $150 million for the budget. So and I have just heard that it was like one of the worst things it people have ever watched so bad it was and awful. It, th- what makes me even more angry uh the uh potential book four of avatar the last Sandbender was uh scrapped because of this movie they they were considering making a fourth season of avatar to kind of be a, a conclusion to the series but instead they they decided to do this movie which makes me even more angry because this movie is 
terrible. The acting's terrible. The CGI's terrible. The just everything is terrible. It's rushed. It's the pacing's bad. Like, yeah, they try to fit an entire season into one movie. Into one movie, and they and all that does is make them like kind of just spit on the plot. I yeah. like. I remember watching that. And I'm like, that's and not like, what happened. You don't get you don't get that idea. Like in that in that first book, book season one of Avatar, <laughs> the water book, I think. Um, you you get to figure out who Aang is. He's this 11 year old kid who really does just want to have fun, but he also has this huge task of oh, I got to save the entire world. And you get to learn about his character. While in this movie, it's just like, okay, you're you're kind of it, it you don't get any of that you don't get any of that character development and it's just terrible yeah yeah the characterization yeah, I, like, of all of the characters in that movie was so bad there's no yes i, I don't my, any humor in that some yeah. of my questions i would have like in terms of casting and whatnot is i think like ang is one of the most like his character is so like unique in like a television series like yeah Aang in Avatar and is I, just so like playful. He's a, he reminds me a lot of like what Spider Man was is like supposed to be for like Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, and I, I don't know if they got that right. I haven't seen they it didn't. obviously, but they really did. <laughs> and I think it should be stated. No, he was he was too serious. Yeah, he, he was way too serious. I like I don't think I laughed once in that. No, I know you. Oh, didn't. that's bad. We I, didn't get no Flamio Hotmans, dude. Flamio. <laughs> yeah, it, it was bad, and and I think it should be stated that another reason why this movie was such a disappointment, other than the reason that it is just a terrible movie, is the fact that Avatar: The Last Airbender is arguably one of the best TV shows of all time. Yes, it may be a cartoon and was put on Nickelodeon, but if you watch that show. The character arcs are incredible. It's satisfying from beginning to end. It's just one of the best shows there is. So you take one of the best shows there is and create that movie. I mean, that just makes it even more disappointing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's and that's where I think I think that's where people get the most your biggest disappointments in film come from when people have something to that like to, to compare, compare it to. it against. Yeah. Yeah. So like. So whether, whether it's, it's a TV show and a movie, or books and a movie, mm-hmm. or just like or just like remake of movies. When you think about movies like your Mad Max, your well, like, Mad Max was very good. The remake, yeah, and and that's what I'm saying though. But like, you had to compare it, so it had to be really good, or people would have been like, that was mm-hmm. like really bad. Same with like Blade Runner. Like I know you have talked well, those, about that was a compared... sequel. that was a sequel, but I guess you can base it off of. Aren't they sure. super super far apart though? Like, wasn't the first one? They were both really good. I thought the second one was better than the first. Uh, I mean, I'm saying, when was the first one, like, filmed? Oh, like, yeah, made? first one was uh, 1977, and the second one was 2016. Yeah, yeah, so I'm saying, like, at that point, it's almost like a completely new... Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying there. So, I don't know, yeah, it's it's always super, super depressing to have something you love so much, like, and, and I think... TV shows and books are really good, not just like a movie series, because like when you get into a long TV series or a long book series, you can like, if they're done well, you like feel a part of it, mm-hmm. and right. you get you get so attached to like the characters and and like because of like how wonderful books are, like before the movies come out, like you start to imagine like oh man, like I wonder what like you start to picture like what your Aragon would look like or what your Percy yeah, Jackson yeah, yeah. would be like. And, and I then, think that's one of the hardest things 
I guess, for book readers. Yep. So if you're one of the people to read a book before you watch the movie, because there's people who watch the movie then read the book. I've done that with some some movies because I really like the movie, so I read the book. But when you read a book before you see a movie, it's really difficult to like enjoy the movie to its fullest because you already have all these ideas in your head about what this world looks like and the characters and that's true how that's they interact true. and speak and yeah and yeah so and, and it's so it sucks for that. actors because then they have to try to put on the best portrayal of this character that all these other people have different opinions on right and the thing is like they i think people i think people get a little too butthurt whenever it comes to this because you have to remember that this is just one interpretation of the story yeah yeah however i, 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 totally I did have a question i have a question of relating to that and i think aragon's an example of this i know um we Augustus should, Waters, I think, Aragon, is an example of this. We should probably talk no, 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 about. No. Yeah, yeah. I, but but n n specifically, what I want to talk about is uh, how characters look. So, say we have a character. I, I think Aragon is he supposed to be blonde, or yeah, maybe he's supposed to have brown blonde. hair. And and then in the movie, he's he doesn't fit that description. Like he doesn't fit that physical description. I thought the actor mm -hmm. was. I can't remember. Bad. I thought the actor was I, terrible for Aragon. But but okay, let's let's put the acting aside, okay, and just base it off of looks. So I guess a better example of this would be the Fault in Our Stars, Augustus Waters. He, mm -hmm. I, I believe he's supposed to have like dark hair. Um, and I know whenever people like it was announced that uh, uh, what's his face uh was being the Ansel Angort. Yeah, whenever whenever. Yeah. yeah, whenever he he was announced as Augustus Waters, people were like, "What? That doesn't. That's not what he looks like." And so many people are like, "Oh my gosh! Like that's not how I pictured it exactly in my head." And they just use that as ammunition to not like the movie. Now, how do you mm -hmm. guys feel about that? I think that can be a I little think, cruel, because yeah, I think that's really really tough. And be, because like one one scenario I I can use, uh, and I've talked about the show before. Uh, the Witcher has a character in the show called Triss. And her... Which one is that? She is... Because um, I'm watching that right now. Okay, okay. I'm on like the seventh... I'm on the seventh episode. Okay, do you remember the episode where... Oh, she's like the... She's like... She's supposed to be like a redhead. She's supposed to be a redhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so she's the one who wears blue Connor. She's the one who helped uh, free the princess from that, that curse uh, with Geralt. Do you remember that episode? Wait, What? Like she was, she was at oh, that. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. She was like a mage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So she's yeah, supposed yeah. to be a redhead, and you know all this kind of stuff. And I, I, at least that's how she is in the video games, and I think that's how she's described at as in the in the book. And obviously, she's not. She doesn't have that appearance here here in the in the show. But I think the actor did yep. a good job, and I enjoyed that character. Right. So I think that's an example of where you know they went a little differently, and mm -hmm. still fine. Another example yeah. of this, and you, you like. You, you take the Joker. You've had many different portrayals of him. You've had, obviously, like most recently, Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal. And you've had, you've had uh, Heath Ledger's portrayal. Those Heath two portrayals are very different from the comic series. The, the most accurate to the comic series is probably Jack Nicholson's or um, I can't remember the name. The guy who played him originally in the TV show. Those were very accurate to the Mark comic. Mark Hamill? No, 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 no. Mark, Mark <laughs> no. Mark Hamill is the uh, voice... Uh, he plays the voice for him in the in the TV show, but I'm talking. There was a TV show back in I think in the '60s, and it was a live action show. Here I got his name. His name was Caesar Romeo, uh, Caesar okay. Romero. Yeah. My bad. Uh, and he played the J Joker originally, and his portrayal and Jack Nicholson's portrayal was 
pretty accurate to the comics. And then you had these radical performances by Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix that were widely accepted and praised and obviously won Grammys and, and stuff for it. So mm-hmm. I, I think people need to not lash out on a movie because a character doesn't fit their I you know their their ideal description and, and vision of them. I, I think it's unfair to, to rate a movie because of a different portrayal of a character. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I mean, I think um, something that can also be discussed when you're talking about movies that are big flops because of like characters that just didn't didn't just like portray kind of how the characters were in a predestined or pre like written book series or something like that you always like i personally always think about how much studying and whatnot did they do uh per se the book series before they went out for the role or were they were they a big fan of the book series which then made them go out for the role and a great example of that is the witcher yeah yeah yeah. um, i was gonna say with Geralt henry cavill henry he, Henry Cavill was a diehard Witcher fan. He played and the so games really? and he cool. heard that. Connor, he's played he the games and read that. the books. That's awesome. He, so, like, as soon as he heard they were doing the series, he was like, I, like, would love to play that role. And, like, I mean, he, he does an amazing job. Like, he's awesome. Is like, it's just, like, someone who yeah, he's hasn't, great. I don't, like, I don't have the background in it, but, like, I can just, like, imagine, like, I, I love him in the series. And, like, I have to think some of that comes from, like, being an absolute fan like mm-hmm. from day one of the series and right so... but then 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 you have uh i know i was i was watching a uh george rr R. martin interview and he mm-hmm. and he was talking about he was on set for game of thrones and some of the actors came up to him and they're like oh my gosh thank you so much i absolutely love this rule please don't kill my character like i <laughs> and you can't like, think it to himself He's thinking to himself, "You're already dead. Like, you're, mm-hmm. like, you're your character's already dead. I'm sorry." But <laughs> and then, like, I know a lot of actors in that show, uh, especially the smaller parts. Like, they they didn't read the books at all. Yeah, so, I, I would like to think I, the main the main actors in in that show, Game of Thrones, did read the books. You I'd know, like to think that too. You take like t- tier, like the Lannisters and and the Stark main actors. I'd I'd like to think they read it, and and you know the the other couple characters. Um, I, I do, and I'm going to hop back to Lord of the Rings. I do, uh, remember a good amount of those actors did read the books. Um, obviously, uh, the person who played, uh, Aragorn, uh, Viggo Mortensen. Aragorn. Aragorn. See, I'm, I'm, I'm sw- switching things up now. <laughs> I was thinking Aragorn, Aragorn, yeah. Uh, who played Aragorn, Viggo Mortensen. I know he's read the books and he studied the the elvish language and learned parts of it for the film so he knows partial elvish elvish which is really cool um but yeah speaking of aragon i think we do have to talk about the the Uh, huge disappointment that that movie was i don't want to talk about it i hate that movie so so much that could have been those four books could have been translated into a incredible movie series they they would have been i think they could have been as big as harry potter and lord of the rings and all that yeah, I think Easily. I think it's I, it, for me personally, it's my favorite book series. I think it's better than the Harry Potter book series, mm-hmm. and it was such like a like a stab to the heart. Like it hurt so bad yeah. to sit through that movie in theaters and watch it. it it's, and it's such a disappointing it, movie. 
definitely to your point, like the size big as Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, but it definitely has more of like that Lord of the Rings vibe than Harry Potter, clearly yeah. with the elves, with the, like the dwarves, things like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it could have been so, so, so good. And you mean, you, I mean like once again, kind of like the CGI wasn't great, but they had a giant budget. They got a hundred million dollars. You just wonder at times like this, if they had waited and like shot the film, like, during today's like yeah how, with the technology how, how today turn out. um yeah because but yeah i also thought like the and this is kind of the same same uh in the same line with uh the avatar movie where i thought the acting wasn't great i thought the pacing was bad like you said cgi wasn't the best um and, the... Then, and then you know we all or just talked about i honestly don't think that guy who played aragon even read the book i think he was just doing it yeah, um, it just it just wasn't good. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was like pretty 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 horrible. The only person who I kind of enjoyed in it a little bit was the actor who played Brom. I thought mm-hmm. does like a decent job of playing Brom, but you also start to see it's definitely more apparent when you get movies like the Harry Potter mo- things like that, and that's when that's why you see things like. Something people love so much about the Game of Thrones movie TV series is that they did a pretty phenomenal job series to book. But you also have to remember, you also have to remember they were given ten hours. That's true for the book. Where you you have like when you have books like Aragon that the books can be six to I think the last one's almost like a thousand pages long, and you're trying to. And you're trying to condense it to this movie that's an hour and 44 minutes. Inheritance is 860 pages. Yeah, and so you you start and you try and condense it into an hour and 44 minutes. You have Mm. to you you do sacrifice those things. You definitely do. Like you know with uh, because yeah you if you made the Aragon series into a TV show yeah you could have something incredible. Um, yeah, and that's and that's where I wonder, like, as we look forward, when you get like these big box office flops from books to movies because they're not, and that's probably the main complaint when but, like, things flop. It's, that it's most not is, like it can't be done a, extremely successfully. Obviously, with ones. Harry Potter and like Lord of the Rings. Now, both of those movies or film franchises did sacrifice stuff. Um, you had Lord of the Rings getting rid of one of my favorite characters, Tom Bombadil. Connor knows this, I think. People I love listening Tom out knows this. Tom, they got rid of Tom Bombadil, one of the best characters in Lord of the Rings, and then Harry Potter got rid of Peeves, who's another awesome character in the Harry Potter series. Um, and so you do have to make those sacrifices. So it's not like this Aragon movie couldn't have been just as good. It's just yeah, it was yeah, just poorly you, executed. Yeah, you do wonder though if what like Game of Thrones is going to do what they did might be the new what like. I still think obviously movies going to be the thing, but you wonder if more book series are going to kind of jump into that, mm-hmm. do it as a TV show, series by series per book. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll Just be because you're... and with all these new streaming services coming out with Disney Plus, Apple, and Hulu and HBO, I think it's going to be more common for books to just be made into TV shows. And I, yeah, I'm perfectly that, that, cool with that. That's what I like. That's you got what a, I was saying. You got a Lord like... of the Rings show coming on Amazon. That's going to be mm-hmm. awesome. Um. But let's let's move on. We got one more movie that we can talk about before before we gotta get going. Alrighty. And I want to talk about Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. It's the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yep. 
Um, the first three I thought were great. I thought the first three Pirates of the Caribbean movies were very enjoyable. I had a great time with them. The fifth one was not bad either. The fifth one was better than the fourth one. But the fourth movie, even... it's yeah, you probably don't even remember what it was about because it was so bad. It's the, the it's Black... it, 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 the search of the fountain of youth, right? Fountain of youth. Uh, there's Blackbeard. I know. Uh, okay. Penelope. No. Penelope. Oh, no, 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 no. Stranger Tides is the fountain of youth, and then I just Tells watched no it. Ta- I know, I know what's in the movie. I just watched. I know, the but there are one. five. There are five. That's what I said. I said the fifth one's better than I'm the sorry. fourth one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> Uh, fifth one's better than the fourth one but f- fourth one's the worst okay so yeah it's all i agree with Cruise. that i agree with that yeah i yeah. agree with that and, and oh, jack yeah. sparrow in the fourth one jack sparrow's in all of them okay i think the first big mistake of the fourth one is getting rid of elizabeth and will turner because yeah they had one of the most interesting arcs and storylines of the original trilogy and i told this to connor and I, maybe i'll explain this more in depth one day but I think in the first movie, Black Pearl, Elizabeth and Will were the main characters, and Jack was a side character. I, so- I agree how you're saying um, as far as Will or yeah, Will and and uh, Elizabeth being the protagonists because they are the ones moving the plot. Yeah, and I, I would like I would like to come forward and say that Thank thus, you, since you introduced that to me, I have been thinking more about it, and I agree with you that they are the protagonists. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the first big issue of, of the fourth one was that they got rid of them, to characters that we're familiar with. And, and then they started to try to put in these replacement characters that would fill in the, the holes of these other, other characters, and it just wasn't done well. Um, well, I, I think the whole series, it kind of has this uh, buildup. The first one could be a standalone movie, definitely. 100%. But then the, the second one is kind of like a fun – it's a fun um, – you know, sequel. It's it's something it, that it really is. It, it's, it's enjoyable, and it was enjoyable. The third one is like this. You know, they're wrapping up all the loose ends, trying to make this big. Is you know, even is the even the title at World's is End. The third like, one with Calypso. Correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. All I think right, that I'm one con- that one concluded pretty well. That concluded that trilogy, I think, pretty solidly. I think so, so what, too. Then it left this fourth one to be up in the air. What's it going to be about? How, where are we going to start off? You know, and. I think they could have made the Fountain of Youth really cool, but it just wasn't. It wasn't. It I wasn't, wasn't cool. I wasn't interested in the Fountain of Youth. I wasn't interested in the characters. It was just boring. And yeah, yeah. they they try to bring this this very rushed love interest between the priest man and the mermaid. I don't know what that right. was Right, yeah. That the, was mermaids, just, the whole mermaid's... Ah, it, it was like, bad. It was like, bad. Um, you guys want to hear something that's... I mean, as I mean, I I I've seen the fourth one definitely, mm-hmm. um, but not like not enough. Don't to remember, remember a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fun thing about it is it did it did over a billion dollars at the box office. Oh yeah, those movies make a ton of movies. That's yeah, why they're they... wildly popular. Yeah, but I think I think one thing we do have to say in all these is you wonder. Though, like, obviously they got rid of some, like, them. I don't think those movies were ever at the fault of the acting. No, Johnny Depp the, is in... That might be, his, like, his, one, his best role. It's his but best Johnny role. Jeffrey, Jack Sparrow. Dude, Jeffrey Rush is an amazing uh, actor. Barbosa is my favorite character in the whole series. I'm just going to say is, that hands down. Is that who plays Barbosa? Jeffrey Rush plays yes. Barbosa, yes. And he's okay. incredible. Incre- 
he is such a good actor. He is insane. King, King Speech. You ever seen oh, King yes. Speech? King Speech. Oh my gosh, yeah. Jeffrey Rush is fantastic. That's he's awesome. yeah. So I never think those movies are at the fault of the acting. I mean, like even early on, um, it was. I think it was mainly, so long since I've watched them. What, who's uh, Jack Sparrow's friend? That's like that uh, Tortuga, Gibbs. his drunk friend from yeah. Gibbs. Like yeah. I think he was awesome. Like Josh McGibbs yeah. is awesome. And then even those even those two pirates that are really early on that like Pintel and Rigetti. Swan from their home. Pintel and Rigetti, yeah. They yeah. they like, were in the original awesome. trilogy. Like, and I love those guys. And actually I, I just read an article not even a week ago. The guy who played Pintel, who's the shorter one, I think, with the long hair. I, I think it was Pintel. Mm-hmm. It might have been Rigetti. It was one or the other. And he was talking about like, oh, they're talks for six when he's like, Yeah. And he he's kind of brought up, you know, I'd love to come back and play my character again. And I think that's that would be really enjoyable. And I would love to see them bring back like characters like Pinto and Rigetti. And the two British soldiers who were in the first from the third one, uh, they're the ones who stood guard at the ship uh, yeah. in the yeah, very beginning so where, where Jack Sparrow's yeah. like, yeah, I'm here to take that ship. And they're like, uh, like those guys were really fun to watch. Um, and uh, so, did you guys say did you guys say the two pirates, the guy with the, who lost his eye all the time? That's, that's Pinto and Rigetti. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Sorry. so you're saying you're good, you're like good. yeah, those so those two are incredible. Are, those guys, they are so funny. Yeah. So like you guys are both saying, I'm just trying to figure out like uh, the so like the first three the the trilogy is like pretty amazing, and then trilogy is pretty great. I love the trilogy. And then the fourth one is where it just falls off. It falls big off. Time. Fifth one, fifth yeah. one's better. Fifth one brings back Elizabeth and Will, not for a long period of time, but they are back in it. And rumor has it for the sixth one, they they could go back to their story, which would be really awesome. I'd They're love making to see that. Wait, a, six. a sixth one? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? So there was a lot of talk uh, in the time of rebooting the franchise, so getting rid of Johnny Depp. And the reason why they are doing that were because of the abuse allegations that were mm-hmm. had on him. Although it turns out he was the one being abused. So, you know, I, you know, I, I hope everyone... Because, yeah, when he was getting cast for Crimes of Grindelwald, a lot of people didn't like that because of those allegations. So I hope people can yep. come to that. That's, you that's know, con- controversy. Yeah. Who knows yeah, it's really a lot. what's going on Well, there. no, no, no. There, it came out that his wife was the one abusing him. Like, they have it on uh, tape. So I, I hope Hollywood... Still, that's, I, that's a lot of PR there. It I, is. I hope, I hope I Hollywood re-embraces that, that we don't, my boy Johnny Depp. It's unclear. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, now, anyway. now there's talks again about bringing him back for a sixth movie. And potentially folk going back to focus on Elizabeth and Will, which I think would be great. Um, but but kind of going off track a little bit, I I, I want to go back and yeah, just kind of say the writing for the fourth one was not good. Uh, and, and like you said, Jay, the acting was pretty pretty good. The acting was fine. I mean, you had good actors in it with Penelope Cruz and and yep. and, and uh, you know Johnny Depp and Jeffrey Rush. You know, all, you had good actors. But just the writing of that that movie was not not well, and the addition of like some filler characters were it was just bad. So hopefully they can get back on track with the Pirates franchise. Um, but on that note, um, we've talked about a lot a lot of disappointing movies. How about how about we close things off with the Would You Rather? So so the question is, I, I type this one out. Out of the movies that we have talked about, okay. which one would you rather see get a second chance? Uh, the Last Airbender. Well, they're doing a live-action TV show on Netflix, being directed by the guys who made the animated show on Netflix. So really? it is it is getting a second chance, actually, in a way. Have you seen uh, the the Dragon Prince? Dragon Prince is very good. Also made by yeah. the creators of Avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also on Netflix. And Sokka. Sokka's the main character, the voice actor. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, um mine would mine would definitely be the the Aragon series. I think I think that the Percy Jackson like book series is more well known than like the Aragon series. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's a, like has a bigger platform, but I think the Aragon series is better and I think like a remake of the movies would one like hopefully turn make them turn into like good movies, but I think it would also like push more people into reading that book series, which I just think is yeah. And Polony, he wrote those when he was like 16, which is crazy. Yeah, he, start, he started like the first one when he was 16. That's incredible. Which is unreal um, to think about. And I'm going to have to agree with you, Jack. I would like to see Aragon get a second chance, whether it's in a TV show or movies. I would love to see that. I would just want to see that story played out on the big screen. That's your answer there, Paul? I, I, I would also choose Aragon, yeah. Okay. You kind of you did a... Uh... You did me dirty there by saying that the one I chose is already happening. Hey, hey, you know, I'm excited for it though. You can there's there's only been there's only been one picture posted so far about that show being redone, and it's just a picture of it's like an off distance picture. You can look it up of Aang. Uh, an oppa walking in like a a winter area. And like oh, a- and it said Netflix. Yeah, it's a really. I, I totally saw this guy. It's a really cool picture. Yeah, 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 but yeah, I, I, I'm excited for that. I, I think it could be done well with the budget gained from Netflix and having the original creators on board and and directing it. I think it could be good. But yeah, yeah, Aragon's my choice. Um, and on that note, uh, I think we're gonna close things off. Um, cool, cool. Yeah, it's yeah. been a pl- yeah. Jay, thanks. For, awesome. Thanks Thank for you guys for on. having me. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, all right. Well, for everyone listening, I, I hope you have a, a great week. Um, wash your hands, take care of yourself. And, stay uh, safe, everybody. Yeah, yeah stay safe. Bye-bye. <laughs>